I'm in love with that song. I love that song. I'm in love with that song. I love that song. I love that song. I'm in love with that song. I love that song. I'm in love with that song. Welcome to the I'm in love with that song podcast flowing through the intertubes into your ears via the Pantheon Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brad Page, and each episode we take a song and explore it together to get a better understanding of what makes a song work. This is episode 101 of the podcast, and on the last episode 100, we took a look at the instrumentals that became hit songs. There was one song that I conspicuously left off of that episode because I wanted to dig into it in more detail. That song is Frankenstein by the Edgar Winter Group, one of the most unusual songs ever to hit number one on the charts. So let's put old Frankie back on the operating table and see what brought him to life. We'll be right back after this message. Edgar Winter grew up in Beaumont, Texas, with his older brother, Johnny. Both brothers were born with albinism, a congenital disorder where you lack any pigmentation in your skin, hair, and eyes. A condition that I imagine marked the brothers as outsiders from the very beginning. But their father was a musician, and both parents encouraged them to make music. Johnny poured all his energy into the guitar, becoming one of the greatest blues rock guitarists to come out of the 60s and 70s. He was a pioneer and a real rock and roll legend. But Edgar was a multi-instrumentalist, equally adept on keyboards, saxophone, and drums. In 1968, Johnny signed a deal with Columbia Records with an advance of $600,000. At the time, that was one of the largest in history. And Edgar was in Johnny's band. The song that would become Frankenstein, it didn't have a name yet, was a feature of their live shows. The band would hammer away at that killer riff while Edgar would move from instrument to instrument. Edgar knew how to put on a show and he was one of the first, maybe the first, to put a guitar strap on a keyboard and wear it around his neck, basically inventing the keytar. But don't hold that against him. In 1970, Edgar left Johnny's band to start his solo career. He released his first solo album, Entrance, in that same year, and then in 71, he formed a band called Edgar Winter's White Trash, featuring Rick Derringer on guitar. In 1972, he put together a new band, simply called the Edgar Winter Group, with Chuck Ruff on drums, Dan Hartman on bass and vocals, Hartman would later go on to have a successful solo career in the 80s, and a true guitar hero, Ronnie Montrose, on guitar. They released an album called They Only Come Out at Night in November 1972, almost 50 years ago. The album was produced by Rick Derringer, and it included the hit song Free Ride.
And closing outside too, the last song on the album was Frankenstein. Four years after its debut as a live vehicle for Edgar to show off his versatility, the song was finally committed to vinyl. But it almost didn't make it onto the record. When they first recorded it, they pretty much played it the way they had been performing it live, and it was almost 20 minutes long. But Rick Derringer figured that they could cut up the tape and edit it down to something under five minutes. So they got to work, slicing and dicing the tape into multiple segments. When it was all spliced together, drummer Chuck Ruff looked at what they'd created and said, it looks like Frankenstein. And that's how the song got its name. The song begins with a short tom fill on the drums. There you go. That is a monster riff. No pun intended. No wonder the name Frankenstein stuck. Let's break that down. There's a guitar and a synthesizer playing the riff together. It's part of why that riff sounds so massive. The synth is also playing some little fills between the riffs. Underneath that, there's the drums, bass, and an organ part that are supporting the riff. Let's hear that together again. Here's the next part of the riff. All right, let's break that down a little bit. Here's the rhythm track. And once again, there's a guitar and synth part doubled up. The guitar seems to be more up front in the first part, but the keyboards sound more prominent in the second half. Okay, let's keep going. Let's listen to the lead section again. You'll notice with each advancement of the riffs, they take a step up the scale. That makes every section seem up just a little more exciting. The energy keeps building. Meanwhile, underneath that, the rhythm section is playing a really great groove. I think this sounds great just all by itself. And let's get back to the final full mix of the song.
And we've come full circle back around to the main riff. Let's see where the next cycle takes us. Edgar takes a solo on his ARP 2600 synthesizer. Let's hear just Edgar's part. Edgar picks up the saxophone and starts doubling the guitar part. Here, the guitar steps forward for a bit. Let's hear just that guitar part. Now behind that, Edgar has picked up his third instrument of the song. He's playing percussion on timbales, while drummer Chuck Ruff keeps the beat going on his drum kit. Montrose is using some wah-wah pedal on his guitar here. And here we get a little bit of a drum battle between Edgar Winter and Chuck Ruff. First, we hear Edgar on timbales, then Chuck on drums. Some passages they play together, others they trade back and forth. At this point, Edgar switches back to the ARP 2600.
Edgar's tweaking that 2600, pulling out some space alien flying saucer sound effects. This was all pretty new, innovative technology back when it was recorded in 1972. Chuck Ruff joins in on the drums. The whole band is about to crash back in with the main riff, starting with a drum fill that reminds me of John Bonham on Whole Lot of Love. And here comes the big finale. Some nice guitar work by Ronnie Montrose here. Frankenstein by the Edgar Winter Group. When they originally recorded it in the studio, it ran 15, 20 minutes before all those edits. The final album version clocks in at 4 minutes and 44 seconds. They chopped that down even further to 3 minutes and 28 seconds and released it as a single in February 1973. It slowly climbed the charts and probably to everybody's surprise, it reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for one week in May of 1973. That would be Edgar Winter's only top 10 hit. Edgar Winter is still alive today. He's 75 years old at the time I'm recording this. Drummer Chuck Ruff passed away in 2011. Bassist and vocalist Dan Hartman had a solo career and worked as a songwriter and producer. He co-wrote and produced Living in America for James Brown, and he had a big hit on his own with I Can Dream About You in 1984. He died from AIDS in 1994. Guitarist Ronnie Montrose left the Edgar Winter Group in 1973, started his own band, and became a real guitar hero. He had a long career full of ups and downs, but in March 2012, he took his own life. We should revisit Ronnie Montrose at some point on this podcast. Well, thanks for joining me for this episode. The show will be back in about two weeks with another new episode, and we'll see what musical journey awaits us then. You can keep in touch with us on Facebook or on Podchaser, where you can leave comments and reviews and feedback. All of our previous shows are available on our website, lovethatsongpodcast.com, as well as on Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Google, Apple Podcasts, basically anywhere you can find a podcast. We're lurking out there somewhere. 
And if you're looking for more podcasts that give you a deep dive into the music you love, be sure to check out the other shows that are part of the Pantheon family of podcasts. That's it for this episode of I'm In Love With That Song. Remember to support the artists you love by buying their music. And thanks for listening to this episode on The Edgar Winter Group and Frankenstein. <laughs>